Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 908. You never know what's going to happen, so just live in the moment and focus on things now. Don't worry about next week. Don't worry about last week. Do things now, and they will shape your future later. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, a very talented artist I had the pleasure of meeting a few weeks ago at SEMA, Alex Carmona. Hey, Alex, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Man, I hope so. You know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm very, <laughs> I'm very critical of myself. So I'm sure I will re-listen to this and find a ton of problems, but I'll do my Alex, best. Alex, <laughs> I can tell you, you're already sounding like a million bucks. I will make sure you sound like a million bucks. And uh, together, All right. we will inspire the Cars Yeah listening audience. I promise you that. Very good. Alex Carmona is an automotive artist out of Greeley, Colorado, who is known as Old School Alex. He's not an old guy, though. He's a young guy. So this is kind of... Of interesting. His company, OldSchoolAlex.com, offers a wide range of services, including commission art, logo design, leatherwork, woodcrafting, printmaking, and public art. His focus, however, is traditional printmaking and fine art. While working in pen and ink and paint, he also practices a process of three-layer reduction woodcut, creating beautiful prints that offer the viewer a classical, graphic look with the feel of hand craftsmanship. While his work covers many areas of creativity, it is also the automobile that Alex loves to explore. He combines his passion for old-school art and classic cars in a very bold and exciting way. I love his art. It was really great to get to see it in person at SEMA. And Alex's mantra is, ordinary art can hold you prisoner. Think beyond it, and you will be set free. So, Alex, I've told our listeners just a very little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your career and a very definite passion for automobiles? Sure. Well, uh, like you said, I was born and raised here in northern Colorado. I've been an artist my whole life. You know, I just started off drawing and never really put the pencil down, it seemed like. You know, so I've had I've had a ton of practice <laughs> drawing, in particular, cars and portraits, stuff like that is what I like to do. After high school, I went to college for a couple of years and trying to pursue a business degree and uh, quickly found out that that was not the road I wanted to take. So I switched my degree to uh, visual art and kind of at that same time made a grown-up decision to join the Air Force and enlisted and, you know, did the boot camp and all that stuff. And um, I've actually been in the Air Force now for 10 years and I recently got out October of this, you know, of this year. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, a pretty crazy journey I've been on. And I guess about seven or eight years into my into my job with the Air Force, because I worked out there full time, is uh, I had a just a niche, and I I knew that I needed to do something with my art, even though I had a great job. You know, I knew that I had to just kind of venture away and do my own thing. So I you know, took off, started this little company on the internet, and travel around to car shows and sell my artwork. You know, and sell it to have internet sales as well. So it's, uh, it's going pretty good. I'm really proud of you for taking a very bold step in the direction of your passion. That is a brave thing to do. But first and foremost. 
Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Well, of course, we just celebrated uh, Veterans Day, and I've had so many veterans on this show. My next-door neighbor is a retired uh, pilot from the Air Force, so uh, I really appreciate your service to our country. But more importantly here, the fact that you took that brave move to go after your passion, and that's why we're talking here today, because that's what Cars Yeah is all about. People who've wrapped their passion into what they do in their lives. Very, very important, and it's the secret sauce to life, that's for sure. So as we continue on your automotive journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has some meaning to you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Alex, take the wheel. Yeah, I think that quotes in particular are very important, and especially if you can be reminded of them on a daily basis, because people read a quote and it means a lot to them, but unless you can look back to it and, and, and have a reminder of it, then it it almost doesn't work. It's easy to forget. So quotes are something that are really important to me. And um, I'll just share one. Well, I'll share a couple here with you that I really, I, I look at every day just to remind me what I'm doing and how to stay on track and how to stay motivated. So the main one here, it's by a uh, a philosopher that I really like. His name is uh, Seneca. And uh, he says, the whole future lies in uncertainty. Live immediately. It's just a really simple quote, but basically just telling you like, hey, you never know what's going to happen. So just live in the moment and focus on things now. Don't worry about next week. Don't worry about last week. Do things now and they will shape your future later. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And um, that kind of just brings me to my other, this other quote that I read every day by a Chinese philosopher. And he says, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. But if you're at peace, you are living in the present. So, you know, it kind of just reminds you, like, you can't change anything that's happened and nobody can tell what's happening in the future. So there's no, for me, there's no real use in, you know, getting anxious about stuff like that or looking back. I mean, of course, we all learn from mistakes, but just living in the moment is the main thing that I like to to pass on to you. You know, those are great quotes. I love Seneca, of course, famous for so many quotes. And that second quote you gave us about living in the present, I believe that's a Zhao Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I created a meme around that once because I thought it was was so great because it's so easy to be consumed every day by what's happened in the past or even what is happening just a few minutes ago and let that set the tone for the rest of your day versus stop, readjust, and focus on the now and live in the now. Exactly. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? Man, that's a hard, well, it's kind of weird because I think it all happened very naturally for me. I had a lot of friends growing up, you know, their dads were like mechanics. They got to work on stuff with their dad, you know, and I was raised by my grandparents and um, they were just some hardworking immigrants that worked at a meatpacking plant for as long as I lived with them. So I didn't really have anybody that... I looked up to that that worked on cars or did anything like that, you know. I got all of my inspiration from watching, you know, Power Block on Saturday mornings and just I was naturally drawn towards automotive magazines when I was looking through magazine shelves, stuff like that. So I would do a lot of reading and a lot of watching TV and then, you know, that's actually it's crazy how much skills you can acquire just by reading those those oh, yeah. uh, those yeah. car magazines, you know, that you can you can learn a lot of stuff through those. So that's for me, that was the and I don't really know what, around what time that happened. But like I said, it was all just kind of natural. And I kind of just flowed right into this uh, this world of cars. Well, the artwork that you create. And as I mentioned earlier, I got the 
or had the pleasure of meeting Alex at SEMA. And I don't get to meet all of my guests quite often. I've never even spoke to them until the minute they call in on the show. So I always say that what I do is a little bit like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get. It's always very tasty and delicious, though, I have to say that. But I think that, in my mind, you are definitely a passionate car guy because the artwork you create has that passion. It comes through. It's not just another picture of a car or something. Yeah, the way you do it, the angles you take and the approach you take and we'll make sure that we uh, make note of your website on your car yeah show notes page so people can go and see your artwork follow you as your instagram and so forth i want to talk a little bit about some of the many roads you've driven down what you're doing you went out after a 10-year career in the air force and took this bold step to go be an artist not an easy thing to make a living at very challenging these days a little easier because you can get out there in front of people easier on the internet. But I would love for you to share a big challenge or even a big failure that you face along the way as you've gone through this. And tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you tried to grow your business. Sure. Yeah. So I think, I think thus far the biggest challenge was actually leaving my secure government job with benefits, you know, like yeah. your parents raise you to get a great job like this. So when, <laughs> when I told my, I, I remember when I was telling my, I call them my parents, but they're my, they're my grandpa and gra- grandma and grandpa. So I, I was talking to them about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm leaving my job. I'm going to be a full-time artist. And they were not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were right? not okay no, with I understand. that, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was a really big move. I had a, a lot of planning went into it, and I, I kind of tried to do it in steps. But I had a very, I have a very support, uh, supportive wife, and she wanted me to do something with my art career years ago, you know. And that's a big oh, deal if your spouse yes. is on board and is willing to do whatever it takes to make sure you succeed. I already had a little bit of success. Like I said, I did this in steps. While I had my full-time job, I would travel around to car shows and sell my artwork. And I was noticing that it was working out really well. Mm -hmm. And that was with me putting, you know, I I had a full-time job and I couldn't put 100% effort towards my art. And it was still going really well. And when I saw that, I, I thought to myself, well, I can probably do this for a living. And just talked to my wife about it and she said, well, it's about time because <laughs> she wanted me yeah. to do it such a long time ago. And, you know, we just pulled the trigger. We, st- we stuck together. And of course, there's always failures and, and all that in between. There's a lot of evolution that happens, I think, with any small business mm-hmm. owner change, you know, tactics here and there. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been going great. My takeaway from your story here is prepare. Exactly. Don't just jump off. If you have a great job and it's providing you with an income, start doing it on the side. And when you come home at night, instead of turning on the TV, work on that job. Weekends, go to these events. Put yourself out there. Whatever it is you're trying to create, sock away some money because you're probably going to need it because that steady income is going to go away. But having a supportive spouse... I've heard this over and over again, is really a big, big key part of this thing. And so you uh, married the right woman, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a huge deal for sure. (laughs) Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share kind of a career aha moment. And it sounds like you kind of shared that a little bit, but is there another big aha that you encountered as you developed this new career path that uh, you'd like to share? Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to that last question. I think that I got in my own way of of my own success a, a lot of times because of this train of thought that I always had that I was raised with, you know, that you just can't leave this job, you know, it's just you, you got it made now. So I never really gave myself a chance to go out and succeed because I would stop myself before it even happened. Mm, yeah. And when I finally gained the confidence to 
go and show my art in front of people and just see if I could make a living at it. And it was surprisingly, it all worked out really well. But like you said, it was it was just through planning. And more than anything, going back to a quote like we were talking about earlier, just living in the now and just realizing that I don't want to look back and have any regrets. I might as well just try to give this yes. an honest shot now. And with my whole heart, just be the best artist that I can be. And of course, with subjects like Hot Rods and Customs, it's easy to, I have so much subject matter to cover, you know? It's a great story. Again, another great story. And one of the things that comes to mind is a term that I've shared with people, imposter syndrome. That when we are starting something new, we have this imposter syndrome where we think, I can't really do that. So I'm faking it. I, I can't, you know, people won't take me seriously. I haven't done enough yet. I'm an imposter. Yeah. That's what I call excuses, which are lies we tell ourselves. And it's exactly what creeps into your skull. And you have to fight that with every inch of energy that you have. So it doesn't keep stopping you and let you proceed. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, and excuses that it just brings up such a good good memory to me because I think a lot of people make excuses for why they can or cannot do something, you know, and I finally realized, and this is something I think about every day too, that excuses have zero ROI. There's no return (laughs) on investment. I mean, there's just, there's no use for it. You know, don't complain, just do, do what you need to do and do it right. Yes. Excuses are lies we tell ourselves with no ROI. I'm going to add that to my quote now. (laughs) Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, made many people happy with your art, but is there one that stands out for you? Actually, yes. You know what's crazy is, so one of the, I started off doing car shows here locally, of course, um, and then I started venturing out to different states. One of my friends uh, invited me, said, you want to go do the Lone Star Roundup in Austin? And I was like, yeah, I know exactly what that car show is, you know, and I've always wanted to go. So traveled down to Austin with all my artwork and we were setting up and I was setting up all my artwork, you know, and this guy walks up to me and he's like, wow, what is this stuff? It's great. This is such good artwork. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, so I'm explaining how the process of how I make these woodcuts and how I print them. And he was kind of taken back by it. He's like, man, you make all these by hand. This is just amazing. Well, at the end of our conversation, I was like, hey, man, well, my name's Alex. It's nice to meet you. And he's like, nice to meet you, too. My name's Max Grundy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Max Grundy, if any of your listeners don't know, he is just an amazing automotive artist that has, has been has been out for a while. And his stuff is so iconic that if you go to a car show, you'll see people wearing his shirts. His his artwork is just so like, yes. it'll it'll lure you in with the colors and, and with the, you know, just with the content. But for him and I had been following him years before that, he was always one of my f- favorite artists. And for him to come up to me and tell me that he liked my art was a huge deal to me. You know, it's like kind of starstruck because I'd never even seen his face. I didn't even know what he looked like. You know, I just knew his art. Yes. Yeah. I've been trying to have Max on the show here. I'm going to eventually get him. But Max, if you're listening or any friends of Max, please answer my emails because I want to have you on the show. I've known of his art forever. But when we get accolades from people who are peers, that means more than almost anything to us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations for that. Thanks. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. What was that vehicle? Well, you know, I've had I've had quite a bit of old cars that I really look back and I love. But to me, I think the specialist vehicle I've ever had was a a 2007 night train, a, a Harley Davidson. 
the reason that this is so special to me is because by the time I had gotten my night train, I already had acquired a lot of skills as far as bodywork, fabrication, welding, a bunch of different stuff. So it was my mission to buy this bike and make it completely different from the way it looks off the factory. So I put a jockey shifter on it. I fabricated the rear fender. I turned it into a real stripped down bobber, yeah. looked real clean. I And I still get compliments to this day on that bike. And I ended up selling it to one of my friends. So it worked out perfectly because I think as a car guy, it always hurts to let go of one of your cars, your bikes, but <laughs> yeah. it was a perfect situation because one of my buddies just fell in love with the bike and he's like, well, I'll buy it from you. You can ride it whenever you want. And I actually live like a minute and a oh, half cool. away from this guy. So you go visit. <laughs> I can just go and hang out with him and visit my bike. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> so that that was really a special bike to me because I mean, it was torn apart most of the time because I would always do stuff to it. I think a lot of the car guys, bike guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, that bike is pretty darn cool just to start as a stock bike. But then there's so many different things you can do to it. And I love the way the seat just sits so way down and the front end's high and the forks and kind of stretch out a little bit. And then you can, from there, start to play with it and do all sorts of things. So very cool. The Night Train, <laughs> a great name, great name for that bike as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is that your seller's remorse story? Is that the vehicle you let go that you wish you had back? No, it's actually it actually isn't. I had bought a 70 Ford Bronco when I bought my first house about five or six years ago. And this thing, I did a lot of bodywork to it and painted it and put 35s on it. It was like a really cool looking Bronco when I got done with it. And my wife and I, we were pretty recently married at the time. And crazy story, but we almost died in this Bronco together oh, no. after, oh, it was crazy. We we went up four, four-wheeling up here in Colorado with a few friends and it was in the winter. So we made it all the way up the mountain, Did had a lot of fun. And, you know, at the end, you just got to drive okay. down this mountain slowly. And we caught some ice on a turn and started sliding towards that guardrail. And, you know, if you're talking about a lifted four-wheel drive Bronco, a big, tall, narrow, you know, I mean, it's just, I thought we were going down that hill. I was like, we're going to hit this barrier and we're both, (laughs) see you later, baby. You know, luckily we struck that thing. It just stopped. And we both looked at each other and we were like, oh my goodness, how lucky are we? It was so, and and then come to find out, we didn't know about it either, but my wife at the time was pregnant with our firstborn too. So (laughs) it was, yeah. And uh, I ended up selling that Bronco to somebody in New Jersey. I just threw it on eBay one day and I didn't have the space. And that's the only one I wish I would have kept. And now the, the, the value of those things has just skyrocketed. So maybe I'll have one again. Maybe I'm, we'll see. Well, they have. They've come back up in popularity, kind of like the FJ Toyotas and oh, yeah. a lot of those uh, those old off-road vehicles. So, very cool. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up today. Your website, oldschoolalex.com, is where our listeners can go to find and look at your artwork. And I would encourage them to do this because I think you're going to find this is very different than something you've seen before in automotive art. Reminds me of... Japanese wood block. We talked about that at SEMA when we uh, came together because I grew up in a house where my parents, I was actually made in Japan. So <laughs> my dad was in the army and stationed over there and they brought back a lot of Japanese art that I grew up around. So what has you excited today that you're uh, working on right now? Well, I'll let me just explain the process I take really quick and then I'll tell you about my my current project I'm working on. So all of my artwork, they're handmade prints. Basically, what I'll do is I'll take a block of wood I draw on it and then hand carve the whole thing. And then the carving becomes a stamp. And then I use that stamp to actually, you know, I'll ink it and stamp 
each individual paper with this block of wood. So when you buy a piece of art from me, it's signed, numbered, and it's actually made by hand. So I've made several different sizes, a bunch of different types of cars, and I finally realized that I have a lot of, I love hot rods and customs, probably too much. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, people will come up to me and say, yeah, you got any uh, this and that? Do you have any Porsches? No, I don't. You know, so I have a really cool project that I have coming up, and what it's going to be is it's going to be really big woodblock prints on a much bigger scale than I've done. I'm talking somewhere four, four or five feet wide. Oh my you know, gosh. Each one of these are going to be pretty wow. big and, you know, all hand printed, very low editions. But what it's going to be on is vintage race cars, you know, those group five race cars, Porsches, Ferraris, GT40s, oh. and they're just going to be big, substantial pieces. Each one will take quite a while to carve out. It'll be a lot of investment in time, but it'll it'll be worth it. I'm really excited for this, this project. Oh, uh, now you're talking my kind of talk. So I'm excited to see those. Do you have any kind of uh, guess on when you'll actually start producing those where people can purchase them? Yes, I do. So at the end of this year, I'm going to I'm gonna cool it on all the traveling because I've, I'm traveling so much that I don't have a whole lot of time to produce work. So basically starting in January, I'm going to start producing these these big woodblock pieces. And, you know, I'm assuming each one is going to take around probably, a, you know, four to six weeks to complete each one. And I want to do it. I want to do each one this series for a gallery. I'm going to, you know, try to get in some galleries, you know, and some big markets. So I'm thinking by the end of next year, I'll have a complete series of hopefully, I don't know, eight to 10 different iconic race cars. Can you work a little faster and have them ready for car week, Pebble Beach car week in August? <laughs> Gosh, you know, I'll, if, <laughs> if, if I can take a few of those out there, I will. I'll pr- trust me on that. <laughs> well, get back in touch with me. I've had a lot of guest artists who uh, have found that to be a successful week to be at. And there's a lot of different options and places you can go, maybe connect up with somebody in some of these places. Uh, but I'd love to see that artwork out at that car week because that's where all those kinds of cars are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which are really cool. That show's been on my radar for a while, so I'd, I'd love to do it. <laughs> Call me when you're ready. I've done it for 25 years in a row, so I've kind of got it figured out. So uh, Sounds good. Yeah, reach out and I'll give you the best guidance I can offer you or connect you with people who've been successful with artwork there. Well, Alex, right. this next question is a little bit introspective. If Alex was a vehicle, what would he be and why? Oh, that's a that's a good question right there. Well, let me think here. If I, I think if I if if I were a vehicle, and I think the people who know me best would would agree with me, is I would probably be. And this is happens to be one of my favorite vehicles as well. Is a something like a 1940 Mercury chopped, slammed white walls. You know, just really old school. And the reason for that is because you can tell this Mercury is not in a hurry to get anywhere. You know, and that's kind of the way I try to live my life these days is just take it slow, do things right. And, you know, there's no sense in rushing anything, you know, just do just do your job right the first time. Having met you in person, I can see that. Absolutely. Very nice. Well, Alex, (laughs) up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. 
Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Okay, Alex, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give me some very quick blips of that Mercury throttle answer. So here we go. All right. <laughs> well, what's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Growing up, my uh, one of my best friends, Peyton, his dad, w- I remember when I bought my f- my first cool car, it was a 66 Ford Fairlane. And uh, his dad, Charlie, was looking at the car and said something that I'll never forget. He said, buying an old car is like having a bank account. Just keep it clean, take care of it, and the value is just going to keep going up. And i that's something that always stuck with me because it's pretty true for the most part, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought you were going to go the other way and say it's kind of like having a bank account and then not having a bank account. <laughs> uh, well, that's true, too. <laughs> that could be true, too. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Yeah, I think if I had to say one of the habits that's really helped me out is I used to listen. I love music. I You know, I listen to music daily. I really am passionate about it, but I haven't been listening to it so much within the, like the past year and a half, two years. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and they're just so, you know, I guess it depends on the type of podcast you listen to, but the ones I listen to, they're really, you know, they they basically keep you on track. If you're any sort of entrepreneur, good idea. They have world-class performers on there talking about their trials and tribulations, opening up new businesses. So it's just... Good stuff to listen to if you are trying to build something from nothing and just keeping your spirits high and knowing that discipline is one of the the main parts of my life is, you know, just try to stay disciplined and keep doing what I'm doing. Perseverance, tenacity, and of course, Cars Yeah! being a podcast, love podcast. Yeah. Way to get motivated and listen to other people's successes so you can follow in those footsteps and set your own course. Now, about a resource. There's great resources, including podcasts these days. But is there a resource you'd like to share with the Cars Yeah listeners? Yeah, you know, I think I think these two. So I have two resources that I that I listen to daily, uh, and they they are podcasts. Uh, one of them is the Tim Ferriss podcast. 
his is a very interview style podcast. It's not a, you know, it's not like a conversation, but it's very good because he has CEOs from huge companies from Silicon Valley, every kind of performer you could ever think of it. Like Jamie Foxx has been on there and just talks about his life and what he had to do to succeed. That's a great podcast. And also the Jocko Willing podcast. Jocko is like, he's a retired Navy SEAL that will keep you in line. And he is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the things I'll never forget when I heard, uh, when I started hearing him and he, uh, he got some questions from uh, the internet and one of them said like, uh, how do you, how do you stay motivated? What keeps you motivated? And he had a very simple answer. It was something like, I don't rely on motivation. I rely on discipline because motivation at some point will fail you. Right. But if you're disciplined enough, you're going to push through it and you're going to keep going. Great. Yeah. That podcasting is, is so cool and you can take it with you anywhere you go. You can set your own terms and limits. And, uh, man, there's so many great podcasters out there for sure. There is. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, I think I would probably have to say, and I know this isn't, com well, it is automotive industry, but I think it'd have to be Jerry Seinfeld because he is such a Porsche enthusiast, and this is pretty well known, and he is also a super funny guy, and I love his show. So <laughs> if I could sit down with that guy, and talk to him about his Porsches and just laugh, stuff like that. That would be amazing. <laughs> yes, I've been trying to get him as well. He's a hard guy to uh, nail down. Oh, gosh, so I'm any, sure. <laughs> any friends of Jerry out there, I'd love to have him be a guest on Cars, yeah. And I understand he only likes to talk about cars, not about his TV show. I promise, Jerry, I won't ask you anything about the TV <laughs> show, but I'm a great fan of that show as well. Great writing there, too. In fact, uh in fact, I had um, Spike Fairston as a guest here on Cars Yeah twice now, and he just started his own podcast. Yeah, and he was oh, a writer really? for the Jerry Seinfeld show years ago, and he became friends and has helped Jerry find a lot of his Porsches over time. So Very cool. <laughs> the Car Matchmaker, he's got a great TV show. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Yeah, there's so I, I read this book pretty much over and over. It's called Meditations, and it was written by a uh, uh, Marcus Aurelius. He was an emperor of Rome, and he was a very, very pow powerful person. But it's crazy because this book called Meditations is—it's essentially a, a war journal that he was keeping while he was on on the war path. But it's so crazy to read it because it's not what you would think it is. It's basically him writing notes to himself, reminding him how to keep a calm head and how to be a good person and how to put others before him. It's just a really it's a book that'll really humble you and that'll really give you good advice for life. It's a it's an amazing book. You mentioned Seneca at the beginning, so I understand that. And that's the first time that book has been recommended. And I'll remind our listeners, there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this uh, book that Alex has recommended and all the past 907 guests before Alex are there. Just go to the website, click on resources. That's right there. And I made it really easy. You just click on the book, takes you right to Amazon, click, bot, easy peasy, as they say. So great recommendation. Very nice. All right, Alex, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's fun. It's fun to think about. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what it costs. There's a couple rules here, though. It's the only one you can have, but you got to drive it and enjoy it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So what's it going to be? Oh, boy, that's a, that is a hard question right there. <laughs> I think if I had to pick a car, it would be... 
uh, man, I think it would have to be one of those group five race cars we were talking about earlier, just because of how ridiculously powerful those things are. And they're, they're, they really are rolling pieces of art because those huge chin spoilers they have, those ridiculous wings and just the crazy amount of horsepower those things have. I would just love to have one of those and drive it on the track, you know, and just the, the overall look and design from the aerodynamics to the paint job and, you know, like the iconic martini race cars, the Jaeger, the Apple computer car, you know, I mean, all of those, they're just, they look so good. And I think, I think it'd be, it'd have to be one. I don't know which one of those it would be. (laughs) Well, you know, here's a a way to narrow this down a little bit. And what comes to mind are some of those cars that were the BMW art cars. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, from that era, which is kind of my era as a kid. So I'm going to make you kind of narrow this down a little bit. So let's start because I can't let you get away with just saying, oh, one of those. (laughs) Because I have to know what to go buy, you know. I mean, I I need some guidance here. So uh, let's say what mark? Let's start there. Well, I'm pretty partial to those old Porsches. And if I'd have to pick one of the awesome paint jobs that I loved, it was the Jägermeister one. Oh, okay. Just because of how bright, you know, that orange is and just, man, I, I I am in love with that whole Jaeger racing team line, you know? Okay. Well, that's easy then. Now I know exactly the car to go get to. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, some of those cars race. The 935s uh, come to mind. So we'll we'll find you a Jägermeister 935 Porsche, I think, would be the right car for you. Yeah. Okay, I'll uh, I'll give you my address after this where you can send it to, all right? Oh, I'm going to drive we'll, it. I'm uh, not we'll going to send it. Oh, it. I'm going to drive it over there. <laughs> yeah, my last hurrah. So very nice. So I knew I could pin you down there with that question. Well, Alex, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive and artistic journey with us today here on Cars Yeah. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Group 5 Jägermeister Porsche 935? (laughs) Sure. I guess if I had to say anything to your audience, it would be, if you have any sort of passion, I would just recommend be tunnel vision and make it happen. You know, if life is too short to to be stuck at a, a desk job that you just don't like. For me, it has completely changed my life to leave what I thought was a amazing job. And it was. It was good for me to a lot, for a long time. But the the difference in lifestyle now is just amazing. I am just so happy to be to wake up every day and do what I love. And I wish more people could do that as well. Oh, yes. You have figured out the secret sauce, as I say, to life. And uh, congratulations <laughs> for taking those bold steps. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything Alex has been so kind to share on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Alex Carmona. Yes, Carmona, C-A-R-M-O-N-A. Uh, you're in the right career path for your last name. That's pretty cool. And his page will pop up with all these links. And please go check out OldSchoolAlex.com to see the artwork, because I think you're going to fall in love with this stuff. Can't wait to see your new work. Alex, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, it's been a pleasure and it was very nice meeting you and it's a real honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you. This has been a great, fun journey. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. 
They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!